get to draft people tonight. Probably yesterday night by the time you hear this. And more importantly, we're back. We're back! Woo! Greetings, loyal listeners. You are listening to The Blowhole on Dolphin Addicts Radio Network. Brought to you by FFSN. Did I get it right, Rob? Yes. We need to add some more letters and names to it. I think so. I, but I think you get the gist. We're we're on a new network. We're we're back, providing you with all the useless dolphins sort of analysis. I guess we can call it a pseudo analysis that that you can handle. That sounds scientific. It did. It did. It's good to be back, though, and um, it's great to be talking football because, man, the offseason sucks. It really does. I mean, you get excited. You get you really can work yourself up. You really, I mean, if you think I can act optimistic between uh, from Monday through Friday, I can really, I can really come up with some scenarios where we win this like four Super Bowls this year. Four Super Bowls this year. This year, that's how we're gonna we're gonna win by so much. They're just gonna be like, here's four Lombardi trophies. Very very interesting. Well, I think when uh, when last we spoke, the uh, the Jalen Ramsey news had not broke. Um, did want to at least mention that, but the the purpose for this podcast is to highlight the far more relevant information that is happening, which is the Miami Dolphins drafting tonight. Tonight, currently. They own pick number 51, uh, which is middle of the second round. And um, a lot of talent left on the board. I know Rob, our our, our fellow, our, you know, our good friend, the Roptimist, is not a big college football fan. Neither am I. No, um, but I've but... listened to a whole bunch of draft analysis, mock drafts, <laughs> and draft things that I feel like I, I know these players now, although I forget their names. Yeah, there were some pretty interesting moves last night um, and this week actually involving our division, the AFC East. Um, first and foremost, the New York Jets acquiring one Aaron Rodgers finally after months and months of speculation. The deal finally went down. I thought the price was about fair if you're getting Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I, I didn't think it was exorbitant, but I think I know you feel differently. Well, I mean, I get pay the price but i feel like i mean i feel like they paid a little too much nobody else was looking to trade for him he can dictate where he wants to go because he could just retire he he'd be 60 million dollars on the cap for green bay if they don't trade him and the jets have no idea i mean okay so a report came out today that it looks like they're that whatever restructure they did makes it more of like a two-year deal than the one-year deal but he could easily retire at the end of the year like that it's kind of crazy. Now you can't even replace him <laughs> when he. Retires. Yeah, I, I I feel like unless it's an absolute train wreck, which it could be, um, but he'll probably play next year, like I would imagine. Um, I I do think, I, I don't think they're a Super Bowl. Team. I don't think they're, you know, I I think they're, at best, you know, they will make it to the second round. They will make it to the divisional round of the of the playoffs in the AFC. I don't see them beating the Chiefs or the Bengals. Um, you know, I was, you know, we were talking a little bit off air, full disclosure, actually recorded a podcast earlier that sounded like garbage. Um, I, so I sounded we, really good. 
that we had to, yeah, there were some echo issues. We actually published it. I think only two people downloaded it. So thankfully nobody heard it. Um, so we actually talked about this already, but I do feel like the, the, the ceiling for this New York Jets team is lower than, than our ceiling, but I feel like their floor is higher. Meaning I feel like our Dolphins team, if everything goes right and you see the progression to a stays healthy can make it to the AFC championship. I don't think the Jets, as they're structured, can make it to the AFC Championship game. You know, all things being equal, I don't think Rodgers could win a game against Burrow or Mahomes in the playoffs. I think we could. I think it's, you know, I, I, I'm i not saying it's going to happen, but I think our ceiling is a little bit higher. Uh, honestly, than, I mean, if you're going ceiling, our ceiling is the is getting to the Super Bowl. I mean. It's not, you know, I'm not saying like you, like you said, not likely, but it's a non you know, ceiling. If we could run with a Burrow or a Mahomes, then we might, might be able to beat both of them. Plus, I, I actually, yeah, and I actually think, I mean, I feel like our defense is going to be better than the Jets' defense this year. I, I really do. I mean, they so could regress. I, I felt like they were overrated, but they do have a good defense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm saying, like, I think, I think the two. The two teams are pretty similar. I think we're both tier two AFC teams right now. I think I think we have the the chance to go further. I think that we're like I said, our ceiling is a little higher, but I think our floor is also lower because I think you know there's obviously a lot of questions around Tua's health, um, and we see what this team looks like without Tua um, and Rogers for for all his faults. I mean, he is pretty durable, so he's he's more than likely going to play all of the games this year for the Jets more likely that Rogers plays all of the games than Tua plays all the games, which is basically what I'm saying. So, I mean, Tua um, still will have better stats, but yeah, he'll do it in less games. <laughs> we shall see, but either way. So the Jets had that happen. And then last night, um, got to watch our, our, our good friend, Bill Belichick, screw the Jets once more. So, oh, so much fun. They literally, I'll let you, I'll let you detail this because you did have a nice take on it on Twitter. So. Yeah. Well, and because, because of the the Rodgers uh, trade, one of the one of the compensation was they swapped first round picks, and it was only two spots. It was fifteen to thirteen. But when you're in this high, I mean, teams were giving up a fourth rounder to move up one, two, or three spots in in this range. So it's it's not invaluable, and not only does it do it, but it made them go behind the Patriots, and the Jets definitely wanted one of the top offensive tackles on the board and there was one left when the Patriots were on the clock with the Jets behind them and they traded it to the Steelers the Steelers took the player the Jets wanted I feel like they they went on tilt and and picked like randomly because they then they they didn't get like the will what the hell is that guy's name will McDonald or something I don't know the guy they picked and he then, can jump over a car. I saw. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, he jumped over. A car. And then, and then, of course, I hate hate to give Belichick props, but they end up getting moving down to seventeen and getting probably the top. I mean, many people's top cornerback prospect on the board, which is a great it's, value. I find it odd that he the one position they don't need help in. Yeah, like yes. how do you not? <laughs> how do you not with? with every wide receiver on the board, how do you not pick one of the wide receivers when, you know, because they don't care about offense. What do they have? Actually. So I don't even remember. They, they have Juju right in play. They got rid of 
Jacoby Myers. Juju replaced Myers, which I think is a wash. Although uh, talking to some Patriots fans, apparently Juju is a much better player. I I, I think it's close because Jacoby was actually pretty, he was okay. It's not a huge upgrade. And then is Parker their number two? I mean, (laughs) Parker and Gusecki. Yeah. And then they, I guess they have that, uh, there's a, Rookie from last year, oh, Thornton. That's for, supposed yeah, to be yeah, passed. Yeah, he he was he did look good before he got hurt. But well, I get him. They got Mac Jones, and who cares? They're they're the afterthoughts now. After twenty years of 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 being in all our heads, and now we can you know we can talk about the Jets and the Bills more than more than the Pats. Um. So yeah, but at least they at least they stuck it to the to the Jets. I thought that was fun and nice. Um. And then the Bills, and I don't want to overlook the Patriots. I mean, the games no, are I usually know. close. You know, like they're not terrible, and I would not be surprised if they. I mean, would you be shocked if they beat the Jets twice next year? <laughs> I won't be. Uh, I am never shocked when the Jets lose. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. So that that was the the, I guess the you know the the Patriots and the Jets their their draft recap from last night. The Bills. Also made a very interesting move. They jumped ahead of the Dallas Cowboys to draft. Um, is it Dalton Kincaid? Yes. Is that his name? Dalton Kincaid. He's a t- tight end from from Utah. Um, it, many, arguably the number one tight end prospect in the draft. A lot of people feel like Mayer from Notre Dame was the, the number one tight end in this draft, but they went with Kincaid. Interesting draft pick. I guess all the top wide receivers were gone, so he's the next pr- probably best pass catcher in this draft. I would I would say. Um, I thought they have weird they have Dawson Knox just signed to an extension. Um, right. So it does, it does seem weird. Let me ask you something about Buffalo. Cause obviously, you know, they've been, you, you kept, you kept mentioning the, the Bengals and the chiefs and then Buffalo and everybody puts them in the same breath. I kind of feel like they're, they're not in that breath anymore. Like there's a chance they could be, you know, in the, maybe the, the tier below that maybe in our tier you know oh i feel like they're i feel like they're tier two i mean they've they haven't been to a i'm basically saying the chiefs and the and the Bengals are tier one they're they've been to super bowls right the bills have not with this team um i i feel did they lose the the game they lost the time they lost the furthest they made it they lost to the chiefs in the championship right like so they have been to an afc championship with that, josh allen they just lost that was the 30 the 13 second game that was to go no 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 that was a that was a divisional round game oh, then the chiefs lost to the Bengals in the next round yeah oh you're so right. the year before yeah it was the year before i think the bills made it to the afc championship game and, and they lost pretty bad to the chiefs then but They've been playing the Chiefs well. Like I think the Bills can the Bills can beat the Chiefs, but I yeah, but I, mean, I, I but I don't I don't, I don't see the, the Bills getting better. I mean, there's still lots more right. to go in this draft, but they're they're like Diggs seems like he's getting a little frustrated. They have a they they have no number two wide receiver, you know, that's been consistent enough to step up. They still can't run the ball, which is depending on Josh Allen to Superman you which is a recipe for disaster for the long run. So, you know, he made that giant jump in year three or whatever it was. And then he, he's still been good, but he's never been that good again. I'm afraid to say he's peaked. Like, I still think yeah. they're the best team. I still think they're the best team in the division. Um, he can I, get back to that form and then boom, you know, we're, we're talking about him and them in the same breath as the Bengals and the Chiefs. Yes, but I... I they're right below them is where I, I think they're right. the top of tier two. And then like, maybe there's a tier between two and 
<laughs> between and, two and one i don't know and but. what's yeah what's on un, not to change subjects so quick but uh the ravens are now back in tier two <laughs> yes the ravens are solidly in tier two they have yeah. they've got the, the obj they re they signed lamar and then they drafted zay flowers last night which was a good pick for them um so with their defense and their you know running running backs they're they're a good team and i was hoping they'd screw this up and fall apart but you know what? They're a great friend off front office, and that wasn't going to happen. Which brings us to our Miami Dolphins, who now get to pick in, in round two. So the way the roster is constructed currently, I think there's very there's two very clear positions of need. And I, as we talked about on the previous podcast that did not get published. Kicker? Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> not kicker, no. Uh, Mr. Greer does not like to draft for for need. He seems to draft for best player available. It seems to be a little bit of both because there are there's definitely some times where it looks like they're like Austin Jackson. That Austin Jackson pick was a need pick. Yeah, that that's was not true. a best player available pick. Um, but then he followed that up with with Igbenogany, um, <laughs> who was not a need was, and, and not the best player available. <laughs> but apparently, in his mind, he was. So anyway, um, either way, I think we only have four draft. So I don't, I think that you're going to have to pick more for need than best player available. I think that'll force you into getting positions that are of need because you have so few, such little capital in this draft. So I see them heavily focusing on the tight end and uh, the, the inside linebacker position. Cause those to me are the, the weakest rooms that we have. You brought up the defensive tackle or the in, interior defensive lineman because of the uncertainty in the future of Wilkins, Sealer, and Davis. Uh, Raquan Davis. Yeah, they're so, all going to be free agents. So it's a fair point. So I could, uh, you know, I could see that maybe being an area of focus. But I, I at 51, with the amounts of tight end talent in this class, and especially after, you know, the two guys that were a lot of people thought were going to go in the first round, Mayer uh, uh, from, from Notre Dame and Washington from uh, the University of Georgia. Neither one of them went, and they're both available. And I think one one of them will probably be there at 51. I thought they were going to draft Sam Laporta. Like, I thought that was the guy that they wanted. He seems the most like a George Kittle type of player to, to plug in to that tight end position that, uh, you know, that we're going to need in this type of offense. So I would be happy with any, any of those three at 51, and then – uh, with the third round pick going for the, I like the middle linebacker from Alabama, two o two o, I believe his last name is. And I would, I would love it if they, if they hit those, hit on those two guys. That would be what I would love to see. I don't think they're going offensive line. I know there's a lot of questions around the offensive line, but they still have quite a bit invested. And in, I think you know Austin Jackson was a very high draft pick. Eichenberg was a high draft pick. You know, if, they don't have a lot of draft picks. I don't see them wasting an, or using another draft pick on an offensive lineman, given how much they've spent through the draft on offensive linemen in the last couple of years. That's a good point because we don't have the capital. If we had all seven picks, yeah, one one or two might be used. But with only four, that seems uh, seems harder, harder to spend one. Now, granted, if there's somebody on the board on their board that they feel like is a great value and can't be passed. And you know, and they feel as an upgrade over Eichenberg or or uh, or Jackson, I wouldn't be surprised if they take him. Um, 
personally, you were mentioning Laporta is the one you were going to. I mean, Darnell Washington's the guy I want just because of his size. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to yeah. be there. So if I he's did, there true. at 51, I but... Did, yeah. Now, because, like you're saying, the off-ball linebackers are not as, you know, not as popular, even though <laughs> fun, the 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 uh, Jack Campbell and, and Jameer Gribbs were the guys that everybody had mocked to us, and the Lions went and picked both of them at what I would call terrible value for where they picked them. It just that that seemed bizarre. Yeah, it screwed up all our all our Dolphins mocks, but uh, but I I don't know what they're thinking. There's no way. So I I knew Gibbs wasn't going to make it to us at 51. No, but I didn't but, think he was going to go at 12. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, like, so you're talking linebacker, like Drew Sanders. I still don't think he has a shot of getting to 51. And but I didn't think he'd, you know, I thought he might be gone already. Um, I mean, if he slips to 51, I could see linebacker being the first pick over tight end. Um, because, uh, and then, yeah, but there are so many tight ends also. There's still like, because you can go even later, there's like the, 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 what's his name? Strange. There's guys that are, that are, not, yeah. that are not projected to be you know third or fourth rounders that would fit and be an upgrade over over Smythe and uh Connor and the guy whose name I still don't remember and can't and never bothered to look it up between Saubert 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 I don't know yeah yeah so yeah I would be interested I mean I would be surprised if if they don't take a tight end and a linebacker um I, I I want the rooms that I think are are full or you know wide receiver they don't need any wide receivers nope. secondary i don't think they need any secondary running back i thought maybe if like you know if one of the top guys had slid to them maybe but i don't see them drafting a running back um i don't either everybody's everybody's out there you know fans are always they're screaming for the running back but like mo- i like mostert and and wilson i think it's a pretty solid room <laughs> yeah i mean maybe you know you, I mean, the the Tajay Spears, Charbonnet, those guys were are talked about. Like if they fall, but they're not they're not going to get to our six. You know, we're not taking those guys with the third or with the third or with the second and third round. If they fall, and what we go six seven after that, right? We so I don't see them falling. Now they didn't have a lot of picks last year either, and the, and the way they drafted was a little surprising to me. They went, you know, a lot, the linebacker pick was not surprising. And you know, right. as a con, I thought was you know that was a surprising pick. I'd like to see if if I mean he looked great in training camp, but then didn't do anything during the season. So, um, but you know, I I just think it's such a glaring need, and there's just so many good tight ends in this draft that if they don't get one, and they they roll out there with Smythe, Sobert, and Who's the Connor Tanner Tanner Connor? Yes. I, I yeah, I just I, I would be shocked. Like given how how important tight end is to this this offense. Um, you know, and I think that might be a big reason why we didn't see them as committed to the running game last year was because they couldn't do the types of things they wanted to. When Smythe was in the game, it was obviously a run. And when Gasecki was in the game, it was obviously a pass. Like, so if you you get a tight end that can both block and be a threat in the receiving game 
I think that opens the running game up a lot for this this offense. I, think, I really do. I think that's going to make a huge difference. Um, another huge difference. I don't know why it took so long. Maybe it maybe it takes a while to instill, or maybe the line the line took a long time to learn it. But that whole wide zone blocking that McDaniel's known for, we didn't really start doing that till till like two was out in the second half. So I'm very excited for the offense this season. I feel like the running game is going to be a lot more involved uh, than what we saw in the beginning. And just Tua's second year in the offense and all the players' second year in the offense, even McDaniel like improving as a play caller, maybe leaning on the run a little more when it's working um, and not getting so in love with, with some of the passing. I think, you know, I think sky's the limit. Agree. Agree. I, I mean, I, I would like to see progression and everything is caveated by if Tua is healthy, like if Tua is there. But that's every, play. every team. Other, it's a little other than I, the 49 You said that, but you understand why. Well, I said that when we, when nobody heard it. So that's why I'm saying it again. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's just there. Like, I mean, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't finished the season. Those are the facts. Um, and yeah, we got to see it. And then that's a, that's a big caveat to have. But that being said, I, I do feel like the sky is the limit for this offense, especially if they get a, you know, a tight end, uh, you know, a starting quality, a starting caliber NFL tight end on this offense that can run and, or that can block and catch would make all the difference in the world. I, th- I think you'd see I mean, a, I think a much... this, this offense will still be successful, even if it, oh, yeah. they're using Smythe and, and sauerkraut. But, but uh, yeah, but an upgrade would be nice and fun if it happens tonight. Yeah, and that, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm hoping for. Do you foresee any trades? I know there's been, I, I know we don't have the capital to move up. Yeah. But I do, I, I was thinking, like, I mean, if, and I don't know, I don't know how highly what, what their grades are for, you know, for mayor and, and for Washington, but if one of those guys gets close, right. Like to like one of them's it's, it's in, it's like pick 40, right. Like, do they start thinking about moving up to, to secure that guy? If they had like a really I, high grade on him, I, I don't know if I they do. I don't, I don't think, think they so will because it's going to be too expensive. Cause if it's a guy like that, a lot of he's on a lot of, they're on a lot of people's boards and, and then we're not the only one looking to move up. Um, Honestly, if anything, if we trade, I think we trade down. If if it gets to the point right. that makes more where sense. it comes to us and there's three guys we love, if we can get a fourth round pick to move back five spots and hope, you know, we still get one of those three, I'd I'd see them doing that more than you know, more than moving up just because we don't have the draft capital and and you know, I you don't really want to start dipping into next year's unless it's a I mean if it's a home run, if it's that if it's that you know, maybe for one of those tight ends or or for the or for one of the linebackers, if they have like a first round grade on one of these guys and he starts slipping into the forties, then maybe you dip into next year's, but I'd be surprised. Yeah, I, I just I don't see them moving around too much. Um I, I don't know if the like I said, I, I just don't they don't have a lot of draft capital. So, you know, try and move up. Um think it even further uh just doesn't seem like a responsible choice especially given where this team is right now in terms of talent and you know how the roster set up i i don't think they don't have a lot of a lot of holes um 
I just, I, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't bode well. Like, I don't, I don't think that's something that they would need to do necessarily. True. And I don't, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to go down the road, but, uh, who do you think they would have leaned towards at, uh, was it 21? Where would it, uh, what would our pick have been? Was it? Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe that, maybe it would have been Dalton Kincaid. Maybe, you oh, know, true. Um, or maybe they would have tried to jump up to get Gibbs, I guess. I don't know. Um, well, not, really if, not if he yeah. goes at 12, <laughs> they wouldn't have been yeah. jumping up. That's for sure. I guess I, one thing to keep an eye on is, you know, because they did see a decent amount of Eichenberg last year. Like, I, I will say, I don't think they, like, I don't think they're going to try and replace Jackson until he gets a chance to play in this offense. Austin Jackson, the right tackle. They did see a lot of Eichenberg. So, like, maybe they take an interior lineman at 51 because they're, they're, you know, the top guys haven't been taken. Right. So, you know, maybe they have a high grade on an interior lineman that they take at 51. That, that would be the only way I see them doing offensive line. But otherwise, I, I think they're set. That's why they, they're bringing in the guys that they brought in, right? Like they sign a Kendall Lamb in case Jackson doesn't work out or gets hurt. They bring in a Cameron Fleming in case, you know, Armstead gets hurt. Um, you know, but the, I just – with the amount of capital they have spent in the draft in the past three seasons on the offensive I, line and the fact that they have no draft capital this year or little, I just don't see them using any more of it on the offensive line. I mean, I still wouldn't be mad if they did. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad. I'm just saying, I, I just, I, you know, I, I, yeah. I view it as an area of need. I don't think it's solidified. I just don't think they're going to do it. Right. It just doesn't, it just doesn't seem, it, it seems like they're going to be targeting, I would think, tight end and, and linebacker. And those, according to like the visits and the things that you, that you've read about, it's been, you know, they've met all the, all the tight end prospects for the most part. Right. And, uh, and a lot of linebackers and running backs. So, um, you know, it'll I, definitely you know. be interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it more than anything. I'm really just looking forward to the season and, and seeing how this, this roster finally, you know, shapes out. We didn't really talk about, um, you know, this is a little bit off the draft, but it is something that happened recently. The signing of one chosen Robbie Anderson. I was oh, yeah. a little, I was surprised by it. And then I kind of, the more I thought about it, it makes a lot of sense. And I didn't realize how productive he was he, as a wide receiver. He has a flat because, because he he's either super productive or he's invisible. But I think the, I think it's, it's so, it's so little risk. It's little risk, little, you know, it doesn't cost a lot if he comes in. He, Cause at, at his best, he's a better, he's going to be better than having uh Braxton Berrios, which we haven't talked about, but I love that signing as a slot guy, as like a guy who's not going to complain he's not getting the targets, make the most of his targets, and can play special teams. I don't think. Yeah, I like him. I love him in the return. Yeah, but, totally. Yeah, I like the signing as well. It was uh, an element on the team that was missing last year. Um, you know, the, like a, a true slot receiver, uh, and he will be able to be coached by the quintessential <laughs> yeah. slot receiver. So um, you have some of that, but I, I like, I, to me, I mean, I, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think Anderson's actually the, he now becomes the number three on this, on this offense, but, you know, in the wide receiver room to me, um, you know, having him on, on one sideline and Tyreek Hill on the other side with Jalen Waddle. Well, what I think, <laughs> what I think he does give us more than anything, and maybe that's nothing, but 
we we ran Hill and Waddle into the ground. Those guys, those guys are running sprints a lot, and it'd be nice to get one, you know, take one of them off the field. You know, now you're still focusing on Waddle, but you still have Robbie Anderson. Sorry, chosen Anderson. You know, running also. You're not you're not losing as much speed. Obviously, he's not as good as those other two guys, but it gives you a chance to give those guys breathers. And if they miss a game or two, you, you're still, you know, you're not down on the speed as much. Yeah. And, you know, losing Trent Sherfield, you know, he was very productive. Uh, like, I mean, it's as a, he was way more productive than I thought. I liked him, but, but he's not as good as even, even, oh, no. even with his problems. Barrios is better. Yeah. Barrios is better and, and Anderson's better than, than him. So. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like he'd be on this step chart. He'd be five. So. Right. And he goes up to Buffalo and is now there. I think their third wide receiver. I think they're expecting to get, you know, some yeah. some pretty big production from him. And I, I, I do like him and I, I wish him well, but I don't. I mean, I just don't think he's that type of player. I think he, he's, you know, he definitely I think benefited from the attention that that Hill and Waddle were getting. Will always have the butt punt. Oh, that was him, wasn't it? It was. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, honestly, both of those guys are gone. This this honestly, the seventy-five yard touchdown would be much better well remembered if we actually hung on to win the damn game. Yeah. I actually um if you remember, I was uh that was one of the one game last year that I wasn't able to actually watch much of because I was at a wedding. Oh right. Um, which is ironic because it was in San Francisco and I could not attend the game. But um it was they replayed it on NFL network and I was I caught most of the first half and then I, I didn't was the second half and I didn't really see a lot of. So I, I watched the second half of that game and I, I didn't realize, you know, how close we were. Like, oh, I mean, it we, was, we had yeah. a chance. We had the ball with a chance to take the lead or tie. Like it was, yeah, it was not, it was not a blowout. Yeah. And the, and the defense played pretty well. I, I mean, I remember in the first half I was, I was kind of upset because they weren't, you know, they, you know, they let the 49ers score right before the end of the half. But in the second half, you know, those two had some terrible, terrible turnovers. And, you know, they, they made some, the defense held them to field goals. They held them, you know, three yeah. downs, didn't let them score, gave the offense every opportunity to win the game. Almost did. That's what yes, made, that's but, what made it hard, right? It's like, if the defense. Turning point in the season, lose. really. Yeah. Yeah. True. So anyway, interesting. Um, just interesting that you mentioned that. So, so just about few, Sherfield. Just a few uh, other draft notes. Chargers had a weird pick. They literally had their. I think that they take the second. They they basically took Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver, before yeah. many of the speedy guys, and they literally have two slow guys. Like they need a speedy guy, and they picked a Mike Williams clone. I'm like, okay. I, I mean, obviously they think more of him but i thought i thought that was weird the other the other draft piece was uh i enjoyed watching the cardinals pull pull a waddle where they you know they draft they dropped out of the top spot and then used a little bit of that capital to move up and and i thought actually it just reminded me of 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 that trade which is why i enjoyed it but i thought they did pretty good they got a lot from texas and did not pay a lot to move back up but the one thing about the Cardinals I wanted to bring up that's kind of burning my biscuits a little bit. They got caught for tampering. And for some, you know, they basically they called the guy that the guy they ended up hiring, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, they called him right after the Super Bowl, which you're not allowed to do. You have to actually schedule an interview before you can talk to them. 
So maybe it's not as egregious as whatever the Peyton thing was. But the fact is, the league did not find them. They allowed the Tech's, the, the 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 Cardinals and the Phillies to work out their own compensation, and they basically. I think it was a pick swap. If not, if it was a fourth round or it might even have been a fourth for a sixth. And I'm like, what kind of garbage is that? You can't take away our one and let somebody else just make a deal. You tell me the saints wouldn't have taken a free fourth round pick and we'd have had given them 84 and, and kept them that that's, that's garbage. I'm just, I'm pretty mad about that. Yeah, that's, that's fair. And uh, just to point of clarification for everybody, not the Phillies, it was the Eagles, the Philadelphia <laughs> well, Eagles. They're from Knox, Philadelphia. The they're Phillies. You know the. Phillies. Oh, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I just, some some people that. might have been. Confused. I'm sorry. I am. I am in St. Pete, and the and the and the 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 Rays are uh, the Rays are on fire. I do have a little baseball on the brain. Yeah. No, the Rays have been. That's been great. I've been I've been rooting from afar, out here in San Francisco. So, um, all right. Any other any other thoughts about the uh, the Miami Dolphins and their uh, their their, their draft tonight and I guess I'm, how this is going to play out for I us. Very, I am very curious. I want, I don't know. That was a weird first round, man. That I don't usually watch the draft because I hate all the downtime. I'm like, what is this 10 minutes? Why, why do you have to wait till fifth quarter after to hear Bryce young? We knew it was Bryce young, you know, a week ago, just, it literally should start eight Oh one Bryce young next team's on the clock. That should not be three hours. That was, that I was agree. ridiculous. That is one good thing about the second the second round. It goes it goes faster. Yeah, because are they five minutes so. instead of ten starting? I uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I know this is definitely shorter than the first round. I thought the first round was fifteen. It was ten, but but is it's, it ten? Yeah, okay. but it just it just feels like forever. Yeah. Anyway, well, it's uh football season is is I don't want to say almost upon us because it's still quite a ways off, but. <laughs> We're getting ever closer. The draft is the final step before training camp starts. So that is, that's good. We'll have the roster finalized. There might be some more moves in, in free agency to fill up some, uh, some other things. Obviously Byron Jones is going to be cut on January 1st or June, so June 1st. Yeah. June 1st. There we go. We could that's have a now. party. Yeah. Oh yeah. There we go. Let's go Dolphins. Let's go.